What is up? What is happening? Welcome to another episode of the Yank Shaft F1 podcast. Group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me this week, no Johnny Gomes, but uh, from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we do have Ian. Hey, friends. How's everyone doing this morning, evening? Drive to drive to the office time with your lover. How whatever you're, however you're spending your time listening to the Yank Shaft Pod. We're we're just happy you're you're spending your time with the Yank Shaft Pod. Uh, Johnny is uh, Johnny is nowhere nowhere to be found this week. Uh, so Ian and I yeah. are going to be tag teaming this. Rumors were he fell asleep during that race and is still sleeping. <laughs> He's uh, doing pulling Rip Van Winkle style moves. So uh, hopefully he wakes up before Miami. Some say Johnny Gomes has has not woken up since. Uh, about lap 45 of, of, of that race uh, when it when it got it got real spicy. Um, let's let's jump right into that, because that was kind of my thought. This is uh, the word that's been floating around my head all week. Was this was this the first stinker snooze fest of the year? The, the Leclerc crash kind of saved it at the end. But until that point, like I had like three people texting me like this race sucks. Yeah, it, it's just. <sighs> When you have these races, and they alluded to it on the main broadcast a few times where they're like, look, I understand people don't like DRS. DRS sometimes can feel cheap. But DRS encourages passing and encouraging exciting racing. That was not that was not a very exciting race. The what the water, with the track being wet a little bit, we thought there were going to be some excitement there. But it's just when, when nobody really can get around anybody and just the cars look at bottlenecks, and the drivers are so good at defending, it's just – I mean, sure, it wasn't the most exciting race, but it's like it's like watching a game. It's like watching a baseball game that ends one nothing. Like, all right, you got to have a pitcher's duel every now and then. So, it is what it is. Yeah, and Imola is just like a narrow track. I think, and I've heard this a few people say this. I think it was just kind of the fact of like we knew it was gonna like it was raining, and that's kind of like in our minds is like chaos. Like we expect chaos. Yeah, and we kind of got the opposite of that. We got like yeah, the change like the conditions were changing, but. It just like never really came to fruition. Like there was always. Well, you know, I, mean, I mean, look at the the first you know thirty seconds of the race was really exciting, where you had the, everyone. There was water everywhere, and people were trying to break. Dry line, white line, yeah. Dry lines, white lines. Ricardo and signs that whole thing, and how just Carlos signs just cursed right now. But yeah, then the rest of the race was not the best, to put it lightly. Yeah, I, I, personally, I'm not a, like I those. I can appreciate those races, but. Yeah, it was like I think I think uh, Drew. This might have been the first F one race that he ever watched this weekend. Our buddy Drew, and uh, that's not a that's not a good way to market to, to new fans. Um, I also had a, like a very 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 casual friend text me like how much time's left in the race. He likes to like tune in for like the last like thirty minutes if he can. And so I told him there's like forty five minutes left. He's like, oh, okay, I'll tune in, in like twenty minutes. And I was like, don't bother. And yeah, he, he didn't he didn't miss much. It was fairly processional, I guess, um, as they as they say. Uh, something else I wanted to get into because we talked about this last year, um, and we had you know differing opinions on it. What uh, are we feeling any different about these sprint races this year? I was gonna make a I was gonna make a point of that. This was definitely a week where I and I never thought I would say this because I just hate and hate and hate on them. But yeah, you I, hated them last year just to for I, and, I, and I kind of supported them. Yeah, I massively enjoyed the sprint race way more than I actually enjoyed the race this week. Um, I, I just the the lap number to me is so odd where twenty one still seems too long. But like in, they, they want to potentially increase the amount of laps. So it's almost like it's like, well, if you're doing 30 laps of a race, why don't we not just why don't I just do two races? Yeah. Like I don't I, to me, a sprint, a sprint race should should be like 12, like 10 laps. That's a sprint race. This like it's, weird, I think it's like, like a calculated like percentage of it's like distance, like yeah. a percentage of the distance of the total race. But so it varies hey, based on the track. But yeah. I don't know. It, there needs to be a. There needs. It, it needs to feel like a sprint. You can't call it like a sprint race if it's like a twenty. I mean, I understand it can't just be you know one or it's like a drag race where it's like one or two laps or something. But <laughs> I think it it really needs to be. I think it really needs to be like ten laps or less. It, and just it's just tune in. You watch it. It's over. Boom. What What done. gets to me is like it. It's obviously like, how, strange, but. 
every single time I finally like kind of settle in to the sprint race, that's like when it's almost over. How do you how do you lead eighteen or nineteen laps of a sprint race and then not win it? It's a sprint race. How did you like Leclerc getting passed by Verstappen and then Verstappen winning it was like yeah. If it had just been fifteen what? laps, then but yeah, then, but then it would have sucked. Like then the, it would have like you know then Leclerc just would have won, led every lap and won again. I don't know. It's just it. There's a, you. Keep, Formula One is not a. It's it's. This sounds stupid, but it is a. It is the slowest, fastest sport in the world because it's just you. There, there's no quick way to do a Formula One race. You have to let them have enough time to build up and get the tires warm and all that stuff. But then it's it's just I don't know with with the sprint. I just, I still don't like the sprint race idea, and I. I, I there's no real reason for it other than them just trying to just suck more viewership and money out. I think that's kind of why I don't like it. Yeah, I, and I kind of I kind of dug it last year. Like I, I I didn't mind it. This year I've I've kind of like pulled a 180. Like I just don't I don't I don't know I don't really get it. Like it's like, and they're giving eight points like points for the top eight now. But it's like like Verstappen yeah. Verstappen passing Leclerc literally was worth one point. But then also it got him, I guess it got him to start on pole for Sunday. So it was worth more, but it's like the race itself. I'm just like, I'm finding myself just being like, what, what, it, what are we doing here? Like I just qualifying, qualifying is already exciting enough where I don't think we need another, just, it, it's just a, it's just a, a teaser race basically. Yeah. And, and qualifying it, it, lasts longer. So it's like, it's kind of just like, it's, like, it's over by the time, like the sprint is over by the time I get comfortable with it. Like by the time I like have settled in, you know, if like Saturday morning coffee, it's like, it, it's, it's, there's three laps left and I'm just yeah. like, well, I kind of wish I had just watched qualifying. It's like, it's paced better for like my attention and, to build up. And, and I think they're, and I really think they're trying to use it as a way to get the, get the casual fan more excited about 41 because it is kind of daunting sitting there and be like, all right, I'm going to get up early in the morning and I'm going to watch a 65 lap Formula One race. Like what? Like, I don't know. That's, but also that's I have friends that are trying to get into it who are like, what the hell's happening this weekend? And I have to be like, well, they're trying yeah. this new thing where they do like a mini well, race, just, but it doesn't, it's not a real race, but it's not qualifying, but it kind of is. Yeah. So I, I think you, I think there's ways to do it. And it's just, you, if you, if you market and really push to make qualifying more exciting, because I mean, for example, it's typically a race like Monaco. Qualifying is the race. Yeah. Like the race itself sucks, but the qualifying is really exciting. So it's like if you make this qual, if you just push the qualifying more instead of doing this weird. I mean, if you want to award points for qualifying, start doing that. Or just like, or really yeah, make- find ways to tweak it. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. I, I I think the sprint races, like the theory, is okay, but just the the, the way they've like it, it it's it just feels like a cheesy. You know, it's a gimmick. Like it's what it is. It's a, it's a cheesy gimmick. It it feels like a home run derby before a series, and I just don't like that. See, and and like I was I was supportive of trying it out, and that's fine. And I kind of was like 50-50 on it. It was this week for whatever reason. I kind of and like also the fact that like I couldn't watch qualif like Friday qualifying because I'm at work. Like I was just like screw this. Yeah. Like what? Like th- like this is like actually hindering my viewing experience because like I said, Saturday I get less Formula One to watch. Friday, I'm missing qualifying. Like the whole thing just seemed like I don't know, I don't know, really cheesy. And I I'd heard people's like people were mad about the sprint because it on Friday in the rain, um, you know, with all the crashes and red flags and qualifying, it jumbled up the grid a whole bunch. And then so then the sprint kind of you know signs went up from like tenth to fourth, and like everything got back where it should have. So I heard people like suggesting, oh okay, well like let's have the sprint race. But but let's just use the qualifying results as the uh, as the starting grid for Sunday. Let's not have the sprint race set that. And I'm like, well, then what are we doing? We're just going backwards yeah. again. Like, there's no exactly. point to any of this. It, we're just we're fixing problems that didn't exist until they started trying yeah. this out. I would have liked to have seen a, a Sunday race where KMAG starts fourth or fifth. You know, like that. Exactly. That no, I, I was like trying to explain that to Alexa. I was like, um, a Haas just qualified fourth, like the best ever. And yeah. He's not going to start the race fourth. <laughs> it but bad, some bad luck. All right, en- enough of us complaining about the sprint race. So thank you for still listening, just our, <laughs> on our ridiculous opinions. Um, the race itself, it was wasn't great. And just looking over the finishes, though, I mean, there there was some there was some definitely some things I want to get into. Uh, there were a like, lot of like good drives this week. There really were. I've got um, six guys on my potential rock star list. No spoilers for later, but 
but just as a note, like, yeah, there was, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, would you want to, you want to start with how Red Bull at the top just worked everybody over and got a, and just crushed a one, two, or what do you want to? Yeah. I mean, I let's give Red Bull their, their due. Cause I, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on it. There's a lot of other stuff I'm more interested in, but we have to mention it. I mean, it was just perfect from like, it was perfect weekend for max and Checo is like d- finally doing like exactly what we kind of hoped he would do last year. Um, just consistent, you know, when his car doesn't break down, same with max, like, yeah, absolutely incredible. Well, it's just th- think about Max Verstappen right now when when his car doesn't break down or if there's not like a, a DNF incident. I mean, dudes, dudes, a dudes a lot. No, he's finished reports. first or second in like every race that he's finished for the last season yeah. and a half. Yeah, dudes a lot. It's for insane. Yeah, so. Oof, right, I, like this was this was the weekend of like, okay, this title fight is on. Like yeah. it's it, we we kind of knew it was coming, but like Ferrari's got a little bit of buffer. We'll see what happens. Like no, it's it's on because every time yeah. Max was finished a race, he's won. <laughs> he's finished and, two out of four, and he's won two out of four. Yeah, and then yet yeah, Gary from Checo as well. Um, speaking to the title fight, Ferrari, not. It's bad. We not 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 always in their control, but again, just Carlos signs right now, man. Just some it's bumped by Ricardo, and then Ricardo had a horrendous, horrendous race. I think, yeah, I think it kind of sucks that he even had to like finish I, it out. <laughs> it would have been better if he just got beached in the gravel. Like, I think the wanker of the week is uh, pretty obvious this week. He's but, he's, uh, he's he's on my list. You know, we'll 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 get to that. Let's uh, talk about beach. Let's talk about beaching in the gravel for a second, because I really like. It doesn't make any sense to me that your car can get stuck on gravel and you're just like, "All right, well, his race is retired." Like, how do we? How do we? How do we get an adjustment here with that? Well, no, I and and I've heard a lot of discussion about this. It's like I I like when there's gravel off the track because like some tracks like like you know like the Abu Dhabi and you know all the and uh, uh, Qatar not Qatar um what's that Bahrain like it's all just tarmac runoffs. So and, and or even like Brazil last year with um, Hamilton and Max when they kept taking yeah. that turn wide into turn one, and yeah. you go wide and it's and and again the Abu Dhabi incident in the finale last year, you know someone yeah. gets shoved off or runs wide and then you just kind of keep going and we're like oh uh, did he gain an advantage and it's like uh, how about if you go off the track you're stuck and that's it like let's penalize people for going off the track that's what a race track is supposed to be. Yeah, there's my I, there's I just, my rant. I've been I was, I'm glad you asked. I just think there needs to be like let's let's really spice up because gravel just feels so lame to get stuck on. Like to me, gravel is still like a still like a surface you can you can definitely just drive your like your car can drive on gravel. Like this is a Ford F one fifty in. Yeah, let's let let's put some uh let's let's put some moats or just some like floating water. Not like anything dangerous, but like maybe like. And in a foot or two, just like sitting water where it's like, oh man, like signs is beach. It's like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Not like, oh, he's stuck on gravel. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh he's spinning the tires and he's stuck in the, the, yeah. Little like there's like a mode, that. maybe like put some, put some snakes, maybe an alligator or something. Just really spice it you up know, in there. Yeah. We'll make sure they're protected. They're not going to be wild. Yeah. And then, and it just, cause I, it, it's just so lame to me that it's like, oh no, he's stuck on gravel. His race is over. Blah, this was blah. the, like, this was the negative about gravel. Normally I'm all for like gravel runoffs, not, you know, asphalt, but this was the unfortunate one where it's like, oh man, like <laughs> Ricardo made like a minor, minor error signs, like barely made an error at all and then all of a sudden signs his races i mean we i mean we saw it when it got deemed a racing incident that and ricardo apologized for it but it like it wasn't a malicious thing at all No, it was was just a minor mistake like yeah and it's like something that it's it is crazy something that minor can completely just you know ruin your race that had happened to a number of other tracks you know he could have just driven right back on and pitted gotten you know know, fix his wing and whatever it's just just all part of uh carl signs is almost like being cursed right now it's just ridiculous yeah i'm hoping that that he can kind of come out of this uh because things have not not been going well for him a team that things have been going well for mclaren i've been asking last week are they back I think it's it's firm. I'm firmly saying McLaren's back. They're back. Ricardo would have been up there, probably top five yeah. or six. 
if that incident yeah, didn't happen. The way the way cars were passing yesterday, had that incident not happened, I th- yeah, I, I think Ricardo, I think Ricardo pretty easily finishes at least P seven um, in that race. Yeah. And then Norris obviously, and then Norris obviously getting on podium was was crazy. So yeah, I mean, I, I think we're looking at. I think like I said, McLaren's not as bad as we saw in the early season. They're they're the fourth best team on the grid. I think they're gonna they're gonna finish fourth at the end of the season. Like they're they're pretty much what we thought they were. And if that includes them being back, that's fine. Um yeah, that's back. But they're just they're just what we thought they were. Yeah, but if you had told me after Saudi Arabia that Lando Norris was gonna get a podium in two weeks or two races, like I would have thought you were crazy. Because that car was terrible. I think they're just kind of catching up from like they they, they missed out on some tests. We just knew they weren't that bad. We knew they, they were not. They that were bad. that bad. It was just that, like, okay, like there, it was. It wasn't really their fault. Like they, they were correct. There were errors that could be corrected. Like because the car was a right. dog. Like I'll, 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 I'll say this because I, I kind of have a lot of blind faith in Lando Norris. But if you would have told me two weeks ago he was going to podium, I would have said you were probably that's a little high. But if you would have said he's going to get at least P five, I'd be like, oh yeah, P five, P four, Lando. No, no problem, no questions asked. I mean, we saw that so much last year. Um, that's just again, they were not as bad as we saw in the early season. Yeah, that's that, that's fair. I mean, like I said, like they, like they were that bad, but it was they. We knew that they wouldn't like sustain that. That they were going to be able to to come out of it. Speaking of P fives and P fours, the lad by the name of George Russell. I believe it's it's him and uh, who's the only other uh, – there are only two drivers that have scored points. Oh, and, and Leclerc. Leclerc and Russell are the only drivers that have scored points in every race this year. George Russell is the only driver to have a top five finish in every race this year. And another just like dreadful, dreadful weekend for Lewis Hamilton. I do want to get into Lewis Hamilton here. I've heard a lot of slander. I had some people texting me, you know, like – the Mercedes is terrible, but George Russell's up in top five and Lewis Hamilton is like in 13th. Like Lewis Hamilton sucks. It was only because of the car. And to those people, I have a message. No, Mikey. No, no, Mikey. That was so not right. Did that message come through? It sure did. Okay, good. So. But, the, but can, you put it in, can you explain some context? Yes. My quick rant about this is. Like Lewis Hamilton basically got screwed over. He got screwed over in Australia um, uh, because of just uh, the the safety cars, etc. And he got screwed over in qualifying where the red flag, like the, the Mercedes cars this year, apparently they need a an out lap, then a warm up lap, and then they do their qualifying lap. Like they cannot warm the tires up enough in their out lap um, to do it. So they need like to be out there for three laps, basically. The red flag came before they were able to do those. And like, thankfully George Russell got to sneak in on his like first at first warm up lap and snuck into Q3. Lewis Hamilton couldn't. Then he starts on the wet side of the grid and George Russell starts on the dry side. He goes from 11th to sixth, like immediately on the dry side of the grid. Lewis Hamilton is stuck. And then Lewis Hamilton gets stuck behind Pierre Gasly for what felt like the entire race like I'd, I'd seen the joke a whole bunch like i joked about some say johnny gomes is still sleeping like some say lewis hamilton is still behind pierre <laughs> gasly in line somewhere in the world right now but I, it's not as bad as it looks for for, for lewis hamilton because i wanted to be like oh my god like george russell it's, it's his team this year but i just feel like every time hamilton especially has issues it's always 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 and we've seen this before, and it's true for it's true for so many cars and Formula One teams. Just when he gets stuck, in, for, and for I think for the most saying, I don't know what it seems to be with Lewis Hamilton making it worse, but when he gets stuck in dirty air, he just he turns into like this. I don't want to say like Nicholas Latifi because that's not fair because he doesn't crash, but he just becomes like a. He just like, well, I'm in dirty air now, and I'm nothing I can do really do about it. So I'm going to sit here in 13th for the whole race, and it's just that just seems to be a DRS train. Like it was, I can't remember who was in front of um, was it Alex Albin? I think it was Albin in front of Gasly in front of Hamilton, and like no one could do anything because they all had DRS. I because the that pesky dirty air is not quite as big of like an issue as it as it used to be in that with like the I, new regulations, I, I, but. 
Dirty air is always my excuse for Mercedes because every, <laughs> I think I think their car more than anybody else is just based on we need clean air and if we don't have clean air we're terrible and if we do have clean air we're going to win the championship. Well, That's yeah, just, but also like this this Mercedes car isn't good in any air. I think it like like they got clean air and qualifying. How's that worked out for them? Like yeah. <laughs> not well. We've seen Lewis Hamilton get like knocked out in Q two, Q Q one, Q two, like. I think that's that's the issue with Mercedes is that like that car is fundamentally flawed right now. They've admitted like they don't know how to fix it. Like they 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 don't. It's gonna continue to be a problem, and then maybe by like June or July, they'll be competing. And I heard somebody it was like Alex Jakes, maybe I don't remember who it was, but make a point earlier that Mercedes like kind of the best case scenario for them is like probably figure this out by the summer start allocating some resources towards next year, but, but become competitive by, by the summer and then play spoiler and be, be in the middle of the title fight at the end of the year. Like it's a fight between Ferrari and Red Bull, but the Mercedes car is now just as good as theirs for the last five races or whatever. And that's a very intriguing prospect to me. Yeah. I'm here let me just, just really stick it to uh Horner, Horner and the Red Bull boys. Exactly, exactly. Because they get they like you know they don't have a dog in that fight other than uh, they they don't like uh, the dog wearing the the Red Bull collar and they would like to take him out and so would I um, if if we're being totally honest. Um, McLaren, they're back. Mercedes, they hopefully will be back. But George Russell has been putting in some absolutely um, incredible drives. We've touched on the sprint race. Kind of touched on this. Who who do you think is the third best team right now? You kind of alluded to it. You you picked McLaren fourth. You said that you said that you think they're going to finish fourth. They're the fourth best car. But I, I kind of wanted to give some of the other midfield teams a little bit of attention because it's it's kind of anyone's. anyone's so is right it now. is it right now? Because I'm going to be who's so the third boring. fastest car right now? Right now. It, you can look at data all you want. I don't. There's not an answer. I don't know if. The, I mean, it's so lame, but I still think it's Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren. No, so. Ferrari and Red Bull are the two fastest cars right now. Debatable. Mm, no doubt about it. Debatable. By any yeah. any metric Debatable. you can find, race pace, Debatable. qualifying pace, anything. I mean, you can debate anything you want, but you- then it's then if you're if if it's right now, it's probably Red Bull. I think Red Bull has the fastest yeah. car on the grid. I really, yeah, it's, it's tight Red with Bull, Ferrari though. It's Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren. That's your one, two, three, four as of right now. Okay, that's that. That's all. I, that's all I wanted. Um, as much as I want, as much as I want to keep my original predictions of the year, I do have to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh no, dude! I think like daily yeah. about like just how wrong we we were. Like, and there's no way I don't. I don't. You know. I will say about this race though is that how the P seven through ten was just incredible. You've got Yuki Sonoda, which props to our boy Yuki Sonoda for. I think it was it was the best race of his career, and that includes Abu Dhabi and Bahrain last year. You got you got uh, Kevin Magnuson in ninth place, and then you've got him bookended between the two Ashton Martin drivers (laughs) at eight and ten. So, how about double points? Double points for Ashton 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 Martin Martin got double points, and I was happy for them. They they need some success with all the crap they've. We are. Four races into the year, and every team has scored a point, which I think is awesome. I like that's awesome with the the new regulations. Like that's exactly what we wanted. Double points finish. Sebastian Vettel, like what a great great weekend for Sebastian Vettel. That was awesome to see. You know he he looked he looked right at home out there in the wet conditions. Like that was that car is. I don't know. Pick a metaphor. Like for that car, like a donkey. Uh, I, I don't know. It's not good. I think um, I think I don't want because I know mule can be kind of like strong, but mule <laughs> seems to be like a it's the car's a mule. Yeah, I'm sure it's got power. It's just, you know, it's not it's not very efficient with it. Well, mules are efficient. That might be too kind, actually. I don't know. It's it's something and it's definitely not good. Um, so the and, fact that they got double points is yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and you always like seeing Seb have success. I mean, 
you know, it's we 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 like we like Sam on the Egg Chef pod. I, I saw that um, uh, uh, Stroll was was looking at possibly selling, like being involved in the bid from like Audi and whoever else yeah. was trying to get in. Like it's he's trying to get out like because it's it's just such a disaster right now like uh that's yeah. kind of my surprise of the season so far like overall is just like i mean yeah like cool the ferrari's really 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 fast that's fun i had seen rumors about that i had heard like rumblings yeah. like the ferrari is going to be hot this year that doesn't shock me because they're ferrari it shocks me to see aston martin beat that bad like th- they're awful i think they have the like they might have the worst car in the grid and also like you said, I saw Kevin Magnuson get P9, and I was like, ah, that's kind of disappointing. Like, how far, we're four races into this season, and that's Here's where I'm at. Hass. I'm disappointed by by here's, ninth place, by points finished from a Haas. Here's, here's what I want to talk about Haas, is that and it, and it hurts me to say this. but when, I think I know where, where you're going. When do we need to have that conversation about Mick Schumacher? Um, my exact blurb in my notes here is can we get him this, worry is, time is, for Mick question mark that was that's what we, I wrote down here so because, I'm with you because we're because last year it was okay him and Mazapan are just Mazapan is was so bad and you're seeing that car that you know I don't know I mean I'm sure they obviously made lots of changes but Kevin Magnuson is having a lot of success relatively to his car in that car that everyone thinks is just, uh, you know. And keep in mind that Kevin Magnuson was racing in America, probably sitting on the couch, eating a bag of, I don't know, Popeye's chicken a week before the season started. He probably wasn't eating Popeye's, but that's that's what I like like to think he was doing, okay? He's, I could see him being a Chick-fil-A guy, though. Kevin Magnuson's eating his Chick-fil-A, and then he gets a call from Gunter Steiner and says, hey, come drive hey, for come house. Like, All right, cool. Um, got the seat. But, yeah, I mean, what's the – what's the what are we going to do with Mick Schumacher? Because I, I – No, we, we needed to have this conversation. I know there and is like, is it this season? Does he get a pass this the rest of the season too? I mean, what's the what's new the New regulations, I think I think it's, it's understandable that younger drivers will be taking a longer time to figure out the car. Yeah. Like Kevin Magnuson – has a lot of racing experience in his in his career and his life and you know he's more suited to like being able to just kind of bounce around and pick up pick up a new car and and get a feel for it and and mick is still young enough where new regulations new car still kind of getting a hang for it spin zone if if mick's name was mick gasly do we think he would we would still be having this conversation the way it is but if his name was Mick Gasly, he never would have gotten the seat in the first place. Good like point. Haas picked both of their drivers last year just to stay financially afloat, like because of sponsorships. Yeah. Like, so, that's, so, that's that's what so that's what I'm saying with Mick, where it's like, okay, you're you're ha- that you Magnuson's showing that if you have a if you have a skilled driver, and I'm not saying Mick isn't a skilled driver, and I say he can't be a skilled driver, but right now he's kind of not. Right now, yeah, um, to this point of the season, he has not been. I mean, I think there's a potential there. Sometimes you'll sometimes you'll see it and he'll get up, but it's like the overall consistent skilled driver, he is not yet. Um, you know, how long can you just how long do you let Magnuson qualify fourth and Mick qualify seventeenth or whatever it was this week? I think I think Mick actually qualified well. I think he um, he was maybe like just outside of Q3, but he, the rest he of the weekend, yeah, yeah he, he he's, but so he spun t- like twice in the race. I think like he just, he just had a disastrous race. Like, and you just, you just can't, you can't do that. Like, and, and he was the one that had the nasty crash at Saudi Arabia um, as well. Like again, glad he was yeah. okay, but yeah. You, how many weekends, like, can you just write it off of like he's allowed to finish seventeenth because he's his name's Mick Schumacher? Yeah. Like, I I just I I don't know, and I I think I mean he's he's in there for the rest of the year, but I think oh no, for sure I think uh, this is another point. Like, I feel like I'm just robbing points that I've heard in the last three days, but I someone said that he's he it seems like he's kind of driving for his own future. Like, where is he going to be racing for the next two to four years after after this? Yeah. Is it going to be in Formula One? 
if it is in Formula One, which team is it going to be for? Is it going to be for a midfield team, a contender? Like, he needs to show something because it's just, like I said, it was one of my, like, seven points that I wanted to talk about, like, in this podcast. Like, well, it's, is it's it just, worry I mean, time? What is he – and to compare another driver, like, okay, when you were watching – and I know he's not – it's not apples to apples because he hasn't been there quite as long. But when you were watching George Russell at Williams, you're like, okay – I know this dude can drive and I know he's talented and it's just his car is holding him back. And like, I, but I know there's a future for George Russell on a high level team, you know, obviously that Mercedes. I don't know if I like, I saw, I saw a rumor out there that was, you know, is Carlos Sainz going to leave after in one year for Ferrari, then Mick Schumacher jumped into his place, which was completely ridiculous. But I was like, is that the, is, is that the plan for Mick? I mean, what are we... I mean, if, if he will, will at least before sign, sign that new contract extension before the yeah. weekend. And I, I'm, by the way, I'm getting huge uh, Esteban Ocon vibes. Remember when Ocon signed his new deal last year? And, and, he was... and then he like DNF'd like three weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. It's like the exact same thing. But Esteban Ocon came back to win in Hungary. He did. So... I'm good things are in Carlos Sainz's future. I'm, I, I think it might be one more race. Everybody gets super down on him and then it's going to happen. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think Sainz is the guy, but it just yeah. Mick needs to Mick needs to show more because it's yeah, it's it, like we all love the guy. So it's like he has a bad performance. We don't really want to talk about it that much, but you no, have like don't. four bad performances and you know, you deserve the same scrutiny as, as everybody else. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I don't know. But that's just one of the points I want to bring up this week is like, I think just with, we didn't expect, and honestly, the, the, the reason why this is even getting talked about is because of how much success Kevin Magnuson is having. Like if you would have yeah. put, if you just would have had random Joe Schmo driver step into Madison's seat and he was, if any, any like if you would have had um, Zhao or you or I, I apologize. Joe Guan Yu. Come on. Joe Guan Yu. Thank you. Joe Guan Yu. Sorry. Pronunciation is not my strong suit. If you would have had Joe Guan Yu on Haas this year, finishing 16th, you'd have been like, all right, well, their car sucks. Like they're fine. Yeah, they're both figuring it out. But yeah. when you get Kevin Magnuson running races in fourth place, you're like, okay, well, wait a minute here. Something, something's not right. Yeah. I'd also like to mention that uh, Haas. Uh, unintentionally screwing over Kevin Magnuson by starting him on medium tires in that sprint race. I don't yeah, know if, if you watched the sprint. It was like every. It was like everyone in the top tens on softs except for Kevin Magnuson, and then like whoever was in tenth was like. Uh, and then he was a sitting duck and kept getting passed by everybody. It was like okay, so he was in fourth, and then he went down to like ninth or eighth, I guess. He went to eight from fourth to eighth, and, he, and there's nothing he could do about it. Um, but that's just, yeah, a point to like Kevin Magnuson's been driving incredibly this year, and I think I think it, it it's largely one of those cases in that he's outperforming like what that car should be doing. He is maximizing it as close to you can possibly be doing, yeah, because um, it's not a good car. So it's him. Bottas has been doing the same thing. For Alfa Romeo, yeah. he's had some bad luck, but Bottas, a, a, another good week. Um, where he finished fifth, and he was on George Russell's tail. I that was a, a fun little battle when he caught up to George Russell of you know the the guy who we all knew was going to replace him for two years. A nice little I battle. Wanted, I, I, I wanted him to get him, but unfortunately, I know, I know, I was torn. I, I genuinely was. I had like I like had this feeling in the pit of my stomach of like, do I? Do I want him to get him or not? Like, I, I think Valtteri right. deserves this. Win. I, I want. Yeah. I want him to get him. Yeah. Bottas like deserve deserves that win. Um, and then while we're at it, before we get into Rockstar and Wanker, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Sir Nicholas Latifi. Let's give it to him for finishing a race. Hey, you know, all right. So good job. We are we are very proud of you, baby steps. Um, it's just it's kind of sad. Like he's even like had quotes like. He has no confidence. He, no, he has no. His quotes are like, he doesn't have confidence in the car, but that translates to like, he doesn't have confidence in his own ability to drive that car. Part of that is because the car sucks. But part of that is like, we've seen Alex Albin, like, you know, put in work. He, what, he went from like 20th to 10th last race. Like, and Latifi finishes a race and all of a sudden we're like, all right, good, good job. Good job there, bud. Yeah. yeah. 
So if that's, I, I didn't, I don't want to talk about Nicholas Satifi too much more. I just want to give him a shout out for finishing. He needs to go. He needs to be a reserve driver on like, dude, if you're Nicholas Latifi, his dad is worth billions. You are a billionaire. You are a really nice guy. I, there's no, no one has any ill. Yeah. I like, I like him a lot too. No, no one has any ill will towards you. Like, dude, just go be a reserve driver let and live a stress-free life and be a billionaire and you and your beautiful wife, girlfriend, whatever his situation is, can just chill. And dude, that's all you need, man. Like, yeah, just do whatever it's you okay. want. Like, yeah. You don't have to be a Formula One driver. You're a billionaire. It's all right. I respect uh, I, I respect him for trying, though. I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> if I could. I know. I would, if I was a billionaire, I would still host the Yank Shaft pod. So that's, <laughs> all, that's all I gotta say. Oh, that's so nice to hear for what, when you eventually strike it big in whatever it is that you do for business. Uh, you know, I've known you for a decade. Uh, most of those where you've been working full time, and I still have no idea what you do. And let's keep it Sometimes that way. Sometimes I don't you know? either. It's okay. Yeah. All right. All, with, right. all of that being Rock, said, Rockstar, Rockstar and Wanker of the Week. Let's get let's get into it. Um. Hit me with your rock star first, because I want to bounce off of whatever you say. I don't want to say the same guy. I got options here, unless unless you need a minute to 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 figure it out. Should I take the lead here? Yeah, you take. All the right, lead. all right, all right. That was just long enough of a pause. So, oh man, it's it's a tough one. And this was we talked it about this before we started recording. This is the most candidates I've had for Rockstar. You know, I write down guys that oh, I think are a lot of people. Yeah. I've got six guys. Uh, if I had to narrow it down to my top three, it'd be Max, Lando, and George. If okay, I had my... to pick one, I because I have to pick one because that's how we do things around here. Um. I would say, man. Uh, so my three. While, wait, while you three, while yeah. you while you wait to pick your three, my three that I was really thinking. Honorable mention, Yuki Tsunoda. Here's yes, my four. Yes, because honorable mention Yuki number two, Sebastian Vettel. But we my already gave him praise. Yeah, my three were Checo, Lando, and Boss. Checo. I understand. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a. It's but it's just. Are we are we giving out rock star of the week to a guy who finished second behind his teammate the entire weekend? Like, is Max not more deserving than Checo? See, that's the. It, or have, have I just gotten used to well, exactly Max is, his, Max is on his own thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but and then, well, also we can't just give it to Max every single week. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. Yeah, but uh, like, so are we ch- are we admitting that like okay, finally, like we've gotten that bias where like we don't want to give driver of the week to the you know the champion who's like doing it all the time because that's what I was wrestling with. I I almost said Max, Maybe. but the only guy who was in. Uh, both of our our top threes was Lando Norris. That's who I'm going to pick. That's that's who I kind of settled with. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's I an think, awesome drive. You know, I th- I think actually it's a good decision going with Lando because we can book we can double up McLarens for Rockstar and Wanker of the Week. Wow, uh, but I have to you know get with get with my stats guy that you know is is a real dude. Has it's definitely, it's definitely not before? just me. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to have our stats guy look into it and see if we've stat ever p- picked. Yeah, stat boy. I'm gonna have him look into it again. Definitely not me, um, and 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 see if because I feel like it probably is the first time that we've had because a the driver and a wanker. Week, the wanker of the week is very clearly Daniel Ricciardo. Is there any maybe Haas for putting like you said putting Magnus on medium tires? But um, to me, to me, it's Daniel Ricciardo. There, there's a discussion. So okay, so we've got what? Yeah. So who are you going with Rockstar officially? Lando. So double Lando. I work. I want to go because I want. I want the double McLaren. I want Rockstar, Lando, <laughs> Wanker, Ricardo. Okay. Okay. I think there's a discussion for Wanker. Let's have it. I wrote down Carlos Sainz, but that crash was more Ricardo's fault than his. But okay. he did have another stinker of a weekend. But it. I realized the only, the only reason why I would be inclined not to pick Ricardo was because he did have a pretty solid sprint race. That's fair. But, Car- and, but, it wasn't and, but Carlos Sainz had an 
like immaculate sprint race going from 10 to four. It, but just overall, like he had the crash that, you know, kind of screwed everything up in Q2 and then crashes out in lap one. Um, so I kind of settled on like science isn't the right guy. Ricardo was the second guy I wrote down. I think there that's fair. Mick, unfortunately, is also in there. I think he doesn't get it just because it kind of wasn't important enough. Like there were important wanker moments, you know, with teams that kind of and you know, and that's why more. that's why I'm giving it to Ricardo. Also, Ricardo, like I get he had issues, but dude was last, and he yeah. was of the finishers. And, yeah. and he got he had damage. He had damage, but it was just a really bad. And I love Ricardo; he's my favorite driver. But man, he had <laughs> we all a brutal, brutal. I was outside of the finishing sprint race, like all right, whatever. But he had a brutal, brutal race. Night, he called it a nightmare on, on Instagram. Yeah, well, and that's what we love about Danny Ricardo is he's willing to go. It was a nightmare, you know. It, he's not afraid to just say like when something sucks, and and that that yeah. absolutely sucked. So yeah. it comes down to me is Danny Ricardo, or if I word it this way, Ferrari as wankers of the weekend because they lost out on how many points? A boatload, a lot, they- and. Like, I don't know the the, the yes, yeah, signs, signs, DNFing, even if it wasn't entirely his fault, it's like, you know, yeah. you got to He assumed that he would be able to make that move and uh, that Ricardo wouldn't be a little late and lock up a little bit. But, you know, it's uh, also it was wet. Like it's, you know, it yeah. was it was it worth yeah. to, was you it worth possibly driving points? I mean, I mean, looking at looking at how they were going into that turn, you knew somebody was going to hit. Something. Yeah. And That's... then and then pitting uh, Charles Leclerc. To try to get what? I've heard some people say that it was one. only for the fastest lap point. They they thought that he could catch Perez. And and to be fair, if he drove at like 110% and did not crash at any point, he could have caught Sergio Perez potentially for second. So I think it, it might have been worth the risk, but it clearly didn't work out. They've got to know that no. like, dude, when you tell Leclerc like, all right, we're going to pit you, go for fastest lap and you push. Leclerc's got a history of uh, doing exactly what he did. And yeah. that's not like, you know, I'm not saying Ferrari should have known better and not had him do it. I'm not. Well, they definitely, that. definitely felt some pressure up there with uh, Red Bull. So in front of the home yeah, fans, I, though, I, dude, in I, Italy, I, like I listened, I, I just because it was in Italy, like I definitely I still think it's Ricardo, but I would. I have no issues with giving it to Ferrari. Yeah, I'm just going with Ferrari. They in front of the home fans, they have they have a, I'll say like basically tied for the best car right now. And they had one car finish and it was in sixth place. Yeesh. Like that's that's kind of a disaster. Yeesh. The gap in the constructors is close to eleven points. And Leclerc's lead has down to twenty seven. So basically one race is the lead now. It can all be made up in one race. And they they clearly had the advantage up until this point. I mean, with, you know, some some, uh, you know, unfortunate engine problems from Red Bull. But it, man, with Charles Leclerc, it's just like I, I kind of want to touch on this a little bit. Like, d- are we seeing what we used to see from Max where it was like, yo, this guy needs to like chill out. This guy needs to learn how to like take his medicine and accept that like when you're in the lead of a championship, sometimes just bringing it home in third place is the best thing for you. Like it's kind of that reckless nature that we saw from max. And eventually he developed and learned how to become a world champion that he is now, but Leclerc's kind of in that same boat again. Um, so I'd like, I'd like to see him, you know, maybe become a little bit, a little bit smarter. It's, it's one mistake. I don't want to lump this in with, with his past stuff. Cause this is the first time he's been in a championship, you know, capable car, but I don't know any 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 blame coming from you towards Leclerc or Ferrari for the the decision. I and I know everyone does it, and I guess it's just partly more of my just like general nature. I absolutely, if I was a driver, and I guess this is why I'm not a driver, but if they said, the only "I know you're winning this," I know you're winning this race. Yeah, the only race. I know you're winning this race, or I know you're finishing second come in so we can change your tires so you can push for fastest lap i would be like why why do we need to do this this is one stupid point what's the purpose so i'm not i've never been a fan of pushing for the fastest lap i think it just happens naturally and i think that's kind of what it's designed for but whatever i don't know um 
Side so, note, yeah, in I'm, like one sentence, should we just get rid of the fastest lap point? Yes, absolutely. Okay, it's like I agree. Well. That's all I needed to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, because it, it, it's dumb. But because normally, because <laughs> most times it's the guy that wins the race gets wins the fastest lap anyway. So I just, I don't like that. Um, wish they'd get rid of it. But yeah, I, I don't, I, the only, my only thing about Ferrari giving them wankers is that I feel like it wasn't Sainz's fault. I feel like he had a really good sprint race. And I feel like Leclerc just was a tad. But he needed a really good sprint race because he crashed in Q2. Yeah. I don't know. I just. You know, to me, it's to me, it's to me, it's to me, it's still Ricardo. Yep. That's and and, and that's that's fine. I think it's pretty much 50 50. I think that we're, we're, we're comfortable with that. So you at least get a unanimous McLaren rock star and a 50 50 McLaren wanker. Um, and we yeah. do not have a tiebreaker this week. Thank you, Johnny Gomes, uh, to to settle this. So I'll, I'll give you the the McLaren Rockstar wanker um, full treatment this week. Bringing us to not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after. We are finally. Miami. Finally, finally, finally going to. What's happening? Is this playing? Is this happening? It's happening. Did he say welcome to Miami yet? Uh, I don't know. I wanted the Ying Yang Twins version. Oh, God. Uh, I think I screwed up. Oh, well. Will Smith, <laughs> welcome to, to Miami. I tried to. I wanted what's happening. I wanted Ying Yang Twins and Trick Daddy. But anyway, it's all right. Uh, I, I, I apologize for that. Um, we're finally going to Miami. Not not we. Like, uh, personally, we are not. I live in Florida. I will not be attending. Um I'm personally just kind of love loving um all the negative attention that this race is getting from, oh, from F1 fans. It's, it's getting dragged. It is turning, in, it is turning into F1 Firefest. That's it's, I, I it's, yeah. It's, one of my friends tweeted that yesterday. Yeah, it's F1 Firefest. Yeah, was that Dean? No, it actually was. Not. It was my friends from, from Hilton, actually. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Sean. Um, it, it was, and I responded to him and was like, "It's it's gonna be fine. Like the race is gonna happen." Yeah. Everyone's tweeting pictures of like the you know they they like built a marina. You like know, they, they brought you know in everyone's, sailboats. You know. You know, this happens with every new course, but because it's in Miami and it's in the United States especially, it's just magnified and we're just aware of it. Yeah. But that's the only reason why. Like, we're was seeing it, was it all Saudi, the steps. Was it Saudi Arabia last year where they. Yeah, yeah, the track was Qatar. It wasn't uh, even finished, but. It was either Qatar or Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. But that was an issue where the track wasn't even finished and we were like, gonna, and they were going to be there like a week and it was crazy. That would have if that would happen in Miami, it would have been a whole thing. So well, I mean, the, you know, they've got they've got yachts just out there, you know, d- just just docked on concrete right now. They haven't even filled in the fake marina. They're land yachts; those are a thing. Um, they're but, just sitting there on trailers, like it looks hilarious, but it's like, dude, they're gonna put water in there. Like it's gonna be, give it's me, gonna be fine. Just give me an exciting race, and I'm cool with it because I obviously have no idea what to expect. Because yeah. who knows? I heard, so, um, I don't know, even know what it might have been Benati. I don't even know what team principal it was that just said uh, that the track would require less downforce than usual. And that's the only thing I know about this track. I, I, I didn't even bother fast. looking into it. I just right. don't care. It's I, you know, I, I wanted to go to this. I was in the presale window for tickets. And and then when they finally released them, it was like fifteen hundred dollars for a grandstand ticket. And I said, uh, no, thank you. Because I was going to have to be buying it, like for me and Alexa, and I was like, I'm not spending three thousand dollars to do this. Like, respectfully that's... declined. Yeah, so. and then they, and then a week ago, or maybe two weeks ago, they finally came out and put like oh. general admission tickets on sale, and they're like six hundred for the weekend. And I was like, still no, thank you, because Johnny and I spent less than that for three day tickets sitting over Eau Rouge in Belgium. Like, I just. I don't know. I get it. They want it to be like a fancy event. You know what I mean? Like sometimes like America needs a Monaco. This is what they're, that's what they're trying to do. But like, do, do I want to ra- like, am I going to pay that much money? Like I'm just a normal dude. Like I am like firmly in like the like average salary for like an American. Am I going to spend my hard earned dollars to go watch them race around the parking lot? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, I don't have any student loan payments. That makes me in the 1% essentially right now. And yeah, to I, watch them race in a parking lot around Miami's football stadium, like I just, I don't know, I don't, I, I, I don't get it, but it, I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just Miami. That's that's why it's 
I, it would have been the first year. I mean, what, what do you, what do you expect? Um, give me a, give me a formula one race in new Orleans and I'll sell my, you know, I'll sell my car to go, but Miami has, nah, no, I mean, no, they're like, if God willing, if there's a way to do it, we're going to have 10 dudes packed into one room at the Excalibur hotel in Vegas next year, you know, and we're going to gamble. We're all going to go there with 500 bucks and we're going to gamble it all. And either we're going to use our winnings to buy tickets or, you know, we're not. And then we're all going home. But, you know, that's what I'm excited for a race, though, in the United States on at a, on at a good time. Um, but, yeah, no idea what to expect. I'm going to say Max P1 and uh, George Russell P2. That's my take. I'm going Carlos. I lied earlier. Carlos, this is the bounce back week. Carlos signs either P1 or P2. That's my that's my bold prediction okay. to to all of the haters. I really wish Johnny was here for this moment because I kind I like plan this around him getting this reference. But to, to to all the people that are you know complaining about the the marina not having water in it and how this race is just in a parking lot outside of Miami or outside the football stadium. To them, I say, so forget about it, cuz. Oh, I'm very familiar with the reference. I can picture it in my mind now. They're walking away from the cars. Oh and yeah, pockets ain't empty, cuz. <laughs> I said we hungry. All right. Well, that's what I think of when I think of Miami. I think too fast, too furious. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Um, right, and baby. that's kind of all I got. Yeah, I, I I will see you guys after Miami. Um, hopefully we get hopefully we get this the the gang all back together. But um, hopefully we get a really good race down in the the sunny uh, sunny southeast of the United States. If anybody's going to Miami, please tweet at us. Um, we would love that. I, I, yeah, just tweet at us. Tweet, tweet us your pictures, and uh, we will. We would. We would love to see. Yeah, no judgment, because like secretly, I'm like so upset about it because I wanted to be there, and like, oh yeah, I'm going to Belgium. I'm happy. I don't care about going to Miami, but it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to Belgium until August, and so many things can go wrong before then. You know, COVID might be running rampant again they might not even let me into the country i would love to just be going to miami in a week you know that'd be lovely but i'm not so it's uh, all my hatred is out of jealousy so please let us know what's going on out there uh once again rest in peace paul walker and we will catch up with you guys next week